आई वी एम The year is 1888 and the Kodak camera was invented by George Eastman. So the Kodak camera was a simple box camera that came loaded with a 100 exposure roll of film allowing people to take pictures of anyone anywhere. But why are we talking about the Kodak camera on a podcast on the constitution of India? Hello and welcome. My name is Priya Mirza and this podcast is the longest constitution. It's about the constitution of India and this season is about work. Speaking of which, I am presently working in Frankfurt, Germany for the moment. I'm here on a research fellowship at the Max Planck Institute for Legal History and Theory. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. and it's such a gorgeous and warm city and i love the libraries and the cafes and the museums care our first story today is to do with a concept we have been exploring in the past two episodes privacy but the word privacy is not in fact in our constitution so how did this idea come around so our first story today is set in the early 1950s and is about a private company dalmia jain airways limited which was allegedly indulging in unfair trade practices so an investigation follows and the probe brings to light about malpractices within the company and fir was filed and the district magistrate issued search warrants and massive searches were carried out extensively in the private offices of this company at over 35 sites so voluminous records were seized papers taken private correspondence grabbed hmm so even if one has a search warrant does that mean the police can seize your private documents and data well the company protested and argued that not only did this violate the constitutional right to property under article 19 part 1 part f but also the right against self incrimination that's article 20 part 3 okay let's go to delhi and look at how the supreme court try to make delhi a world class city and what does that really mean so we saw how under the court's command the city was first deindustrialized pushing out the poor and not pollution so in spite of evidence that delhi's air pollution is caused by vehicular pollution the court instead focused on industrial pollution meanwhile 21 years after MC Mehta filed the writ petition number 4677 in 1985 the court swung into action and turned its attention to residential areas and with this we start with the ceiling case uh not the ceiling chhatwala ceiling but ceiling the sealed with a kiss kind of ceiling except that in this case shops were sealed unlovingly by the intimidating monitoring committee and the municipal corporation of delhi that's the mcd the ceiling case which began in 2006 was the one in which the court ordered the closing down or sealing as it was popularly called of commercial establishments in residential areas so the question was should residential areas have commercial properties and with that we need a little bit of history and with anybody who has ever lived in the city dda is delhi development authority So Delhi's population almost doubled in the months after August 1957 when partition of India drove more than 4 lakh Hindu and Sikh refugees to the city 
And in order to check this haphazard and unplanned growth of Delhi, the DDA was created in 1957 by an act of parliament. And what was its job? Its primary responsibility was planning, acquiring and developing land in the city. The DDA prepared the first master plan in 1962 with expert help from the Ford Foundation. And they made a plan of dividing the city into functionally segregated zones like residential areas, industrial areas, commercial areas. Sounds very cool. But the question is, did they do it? Uh, no, Delhi just grew. And rather than looking into DDA's shortcomings, the Supreme Court decided to penalize shopkeepers across the city who had shops in residential areas. But shopkeepers and traders aren't poor. Meanwhile, in the USA, it were intrusions created by the invention of the Kodak camera that led to the first legal argument for the individual's right to privacy. So this was an article written by Samuel D. Warren and Louis Brandes in 1890, which was published in the Harvard Law Review titled The Right to Privacy. In the USA, the American Constitution recognized privacy in their Fourth Amendment. But what happened when we were drafting our constitution? Was privacy included as a fundamental right? So in our Constituent Assembly, it was Kazi Sayyid Kamiruddin who moved an amendment to protect individuals from searches and seizures, just like the American and Irish Constitution. But this had very little support. And as a consequence, our constitution did not recognize privacy as a right. Our third story today is to do with an area we have also been discussing, voting rights and political parties. What sort of electoral rights do we have and who controls this beast known as a political party? This private political machine which not only determines legislative outcomes, but also controls huge amounts of money. So, for example, in Parliament this year, the Minister of Information and Broadcasting, Anurag Singh Thakur, stated that the BJP has spent, hear this out, rupees 911 crore on advertisements across print, television and internet media platforms from 2019 till June this year. So that demands a better understanding between voters and what they are up against and which court mediates that relationship. So the year is 1952 and Pono Swami is a candidate and wanted to contest in elections. So he filed his nomination paper for elections to the Madras Legislative Assembly from the Namakkal Assembly constituency. But the returning officer rejected his nomination papers. Pono Swami was aggrieved and moved the High Court the High Court to dismiss the writ petition. Ponuswami then moved the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court also dismissed the petition. Why? What was the problem? Which court can a candidate contesting an election turn to for a remedy for his or her grievance? So let's get back to the ceiling in Delhi. So DDA never got its act together in developing commercial areas and in the absence of that, shops and dukans grew organically. But the Supreme Court wasn't interested in why and how and giving people time to put things in order. In 2006, the court issued orders to commence sealing commercial establishments with no space for the affected parties to put forward their arguments. Sounds familiar? Between March and May 2006, the Supreme Court ordered the sealing of over 
15,000 commercial establishments. What? What happened to Ponuswami though? In N.P. Ponuswami versus Returning Officer 1952, the High Court and Supreme Court directed Ponuswami's attention to Article 329 of the Constitution, hugely important. And that is the Election Commission, which has the sole jurisdiction for electoral matters. And that is interesting for future episodes when we get into electoral disputes, election symbols and models of conduct. And what happened in the Dalmia case? In MP Sharma v. Satish Chandra 1954, an eight-judge bench of the Supreme Court said that the drafters of the constitution did not intend to subject the power of search and seizure to a fundamental right of privacy. The court held that we do not have, in fact, a right to privacy and found no justification to import the concept of the fundamental right to privacy from the American constitution. So today's takeaways are... In the Sealing case, the Supreme Court took on a powerful lobby who were not going to watch silently. We will see what happened next in the subsequent episode. The Ponuswami case was the first opportunity for the court to reflect upon the interference of courts in electoral matters and the Supreme Court held that the right to vote or stand as a candidate for election is not a civil right but a statutory one. So the right to vote is not listed as a constitutional right and the court did not interpret it to be that either. Finally, Indian privacy jurisprudence has a lengthy history. And in the earliest case like this one, the court actually resisted reading privacy into the constitution and this was to change later. That's it for today. If you have questions or comments, please send them in via email that's the longest constitution at gmail.com you can also rate my podcast at spotify and drop a review at apple podcasts and can also reach out to me on twitter where i am at fundamentally p or on instagram the longest constitution until next time this is me priya mirza ciao